Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking about Les Miserables, Ruby's Studio Friendship, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, and Parental Guidance. And today, I have with me Brianna, and so it's sort of the Raven and Brianna show. So, how are you doing today, Brianna? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be co-hosting with you today. (laughs) So am I. So the first movie we have is Les Miserables, and um, or Les Miserables, and Brianna is going to interview me about that. So take it away. Okay. Um, I haven't seen this film, obviously, mm-hmm. you but have I, really to, to. I, I really want yeah. to. I really want to. Can you tell me a little bit about this film? Yes. Okay. So to start off, it is a musical, and I told some of my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, come see this with me. It's so good. And they're like, what? It's a musical? And I was like, slap on the wrist for you it's like not just a musical it's oh my goodness it's amazing so pretty much it's um about well and it stars um Hugh Jackman and um Anne Hathaway and Amanda Seinfeld I mean they're just amazing in this and pretty much um Hugh Jackman's character Jean Valjean he is a prisoner or um and because he stole a loaf of bread. So he's been a prisoner for 19 years doing hard labor because he stole a loaf of bread. And finally, he gets let on parole. And um, he doesn't check in with his parole officer, so he becomes like a wanted man. So years and years later, he pretty much rebuilds himself as like a new man, and he's the mayor of a town, and nobody really knows who he is. And um, there's this one worker woman um, Florentine, or Fontaine, sorry. She is the mother of Cosette, who's, like, the main girl in this movie, and she gets really ill and passes away, and he, um, Jean pretty much has to take care of of Cosette while also running from the law who's chasing after him, and it is just an amazing movie. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, because when people, people said to me, they're just like, yeah, we're gonna say Les Mis, and I'm just like, okay. And then when I looked more into the film, I'm just like, I really want to see this. Mm-hmm. I really want to see this. Because I especially love musicals. Yeah. So this would be a really good and film it's, for me. And it's like amazing, just the musical talent of the stars. Because, I mean, they all were actually singing. Like, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if, like, Hugh Jackman can sing or, like, Anne Hathaway. And then I looked into it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is actually them singing. And I was like, they're pretty, pretty good, right? <laughs> Yes, it's so much better when they actually sing and it's not recorded. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you think about the cinematography in this film? I thought it was incredible. It's set during the dawn of the French Revolution, so it's quite a while ago, and the cinematography really captured the world of Les Mis perfectly because, I mean, I've been a huge fan for quite some time and I've seen the plays and stuff, and in the play, you can't really capture how amazing and grand scale all of France is. And in this movie, I mean, it was perfect. It was unbelievable. 
And as well as, like, the costumes and the set, they were perfect for that time period. I mean, it was very historically accurate. Yeah, because I like how it goes like that, because with later with earlier movies in time it's you can see that it's not as up to date on on technology and so when you have an older like not an older movie but an older time set it yeah really brings out the difference in what the two things are and like it was so cool to just see because um i mean it is kind of like a sad story there's a little bit of romance and a lot of comedy but it is a very like sad tale it's pretty much about like you know, hardships, and I thought the way it was captured was fantastic, because it really shows a lot of, like, how hard it was for people back then, like, people would do anything to make money, they would, like, rip out their teeth and sell those, and, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just crazy, so it really showed, like, from the grandness of, like, the rich to the grimy, dingy living conditions of the poor, and it was, it was very well done. Wow, such a difference in between Mm -hmm. that. Because, like, back then, there was no in-between. It was just very, very rich and very, very poor, so. Yeah, it's like when people say, oh, I'm doing everything I can to get money, and people... people and you're like, know. oh, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today, we will be talking about Les Miserables, Ruby Studio, The Friendship Show, The Hobbit, and parental guidance. So let's continue speaking with Raven. And we were just talking about how people say, oh, I've done everything to get money. And, but they don't really know the real thing that yeah. ba- back in the past time. Like have. we are in very privileged times. Let's yes, just say. And, and in a privileged country. Yes. What do you think the genre of this film is? You said it was a little bit sad, had a romance. I'm, what do you describe this film as in a genre? Well, it's clearly a musical, and I think, <laughs> oh gosh, how would I describe this? I, I, it's not really like adventure or action. Um, I'd it say, really anything, I mean, I don't. I, I'm just not sure because there, there is a bit of a love story and complications with one girl loves one boy, but that boy loves another girl, and blah blah blah. But then there's also like some comedy um because Sasha Baron Cohen is in this movie and um he is in movies that are I mean not really appropriate for you know kids first and whatnot but he's in like Bruno and um the dictator and stuff and he is hilarious and he was in this movie and he was really funny but I mean I think I'd put this movie under drama I'd say a dramatic musical with a touch of romance and comedy. Wow. See, <laughs> yes. they should make a column it's for that. It's very well-rounded. See, I like when films have a variety of things because yes. I may yeah. not be in the mood for just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you say this film is a musical. How is the the actual music in this? Incredible. Um, the the overtures and the background music and like the soundtrack was amazing. I mean, and like it's all um, orchestra. So it's like, I mean, it's fantastic to actually hear like actual um, instruments being played. And I know almost, almost every single song by heart. And I like my grandma, I saw this movie with my grandma and she kept like nudging me because I would like start singing because I (laughs) thought I was singing in my head, but then I guess it would just come out like, (laughs) I mean, it was incredible. And something that's kind of cool is um, the girl who plays um, Eponine, who is one of the supporting characters in this, who's kind of, like, in love with the guy that's in love with Cosette. And she is she sings, like, all of my favorite songs. And um, the girl who plays it, Samantha Marks, she plays Eponine in the Broadway version of Les Mis. So I thought that was cool. Oh, that's cool. It's like a connection. Yeah. So, how many stars do you give this film? On a scale of infinity, I'd give it infinity stars. Wow, yeah. It was incredible. So, yeah, five out of five stars, hands down. Like, it was incredible. Well, I must, I must see this film. Because you are, you are ecstatic about it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you were writing or directing this film, would you add or take anything away? And I think I know the answer to this. (laughs) Uh, well, I, I'm sure you do, but no, I wouldn't. 
um, because this movie stayed so true to the um, play version of this. And the only thing that changed, and it was actually for the better, since it was like up on the big screen and you could sort of see all of the different characters and all of the different um, locations, it was a lot easier to follow than the play. Because in the play, I mean you can't really like tell the different locations that they're at and um since it's not like close up you it's kind of challenging to see who the different characters are and to sort of follow the storyline but i mean uh, it stayed so true to the play my grandma has seen the play so many times i've only seen it once but she's seen it so many times and she was like not a single word was off from the original script so i was like oh that's good it's it's good to know a play so well that when you see the movie or you or you see a the play again you can you can notice and it, you just get this feeling it's like I know what they're about to say yeah, it's so special I, I was a little bit worried because I was like if this movie does not do the story justice I'm going to cry but I mean it was almost 3 hours long and I wished it would have gone on forever like it was incredible Yeah 3 long hour movies that are good are it's amazing how they make those yeah. Do you have a favorite scene or a character in this film? Um, oh gosh, I have so many favorite scenes. Um, I'll, oh gosh, I, okay, my favorite musical number, let's just go with that because each scene is like a different musical number. My favorite musical number would have to be um, when Eponine sings A Little Fall of Rain because it's so emotional and like so sad and like I cry every time I hear that song. And, I mean, she, like, Samantha Barks was so amazing. Um, so I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes slash musical number. And then another one that I like was um, Master of the House. And it um, was with Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bonham Carter. And it was so funny and, like, so hilarious. And it got caught in my head. And I was just cracking up because they were, like, they owned um, a hotel and they would just, like, steal everybody's stuff and get them like all drunk and it was so funny (laughs) it was hilarious well unfortunately we're out of time for this segment but brianna thank you for interviewing me and thank you for tuning in let's take a break i'm raven devaney here with brianna for kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Danny. And I'm Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss Ruby Studio, the friendship show. So, Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ruby Studio and the friendship show? Well, it's, of course, a little, like, it's for younger kids, of mm-hmm. course, because it's the whole friendship thing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not basically about one thing. It kind of says it's in a title, like, friendship show. So mm-hmm. it's basically about, tells you everything about friendship. She tells you how to make friends, keep friends, how to treat your friends. And she covers, like, real-life situations. Like, she gives real-life examples on how to relate to your friends. So mm-hmm. it kind of covers everything there is to be a friend and to become a friend. And she tells stories that show you what to do if your friend have a disagreement or if your friends if or you're just becoming friends or you just got over with a friend. It tells all different scenarios and most importantly Ruby covers the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's I think the basic like that's what everything rounds. Yeah, that's pretty others. much like the thing that got me through life was like from the time that I was little my parents were always like treat others how you want to be treated and so then people would be mean to me and I'm like oh well that's how they want to be treated I should just be mean back and then I was like wait (laughs) then they're gonna treat me mean again because yeah so I was like this whole big thing where I was pretty much just like be nice just to everyone (laughs) be nice be nice so yeah that's that that was my childhood pretty much and I think um a couple episodes ago a couple radio shows ago we talked to the producer slash founder of ruby studio and the whole company which was pretty cool because it sounded interesting so it's nice that you got to see it yes so i know that you're a bit old to be watching shows about friendship i would hope that that you know how about friendship at, and yeah. whatnot, but you know. <laughs> so what no, did I'm you a loner. Think? I'm sorry. I'm 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 a loner. Oh no, Brianna has no friends. I'll be your friend, Brianna. Don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> so, what do you think about this show, and how do you think kids will like it? Younger Um, kids. Younger kids. Um, I think they like it really well because I'm one of those people who I'll watch Blue's Clues and Dora all day. Me too. (laughs) Like I'll I'm I'm just that I'm just that awesome. Um, because I I really like little kids shows. I've always loved them. And Mm. for younger kids to like them, it gives of course real life scenes that and activities and the songs that teach you valuable lessons. So it's not just a song just to be a song. It teaches you something within that song. Yeah. And the kids on the show, like, they bring kids on the show, and they oh, also cool. interact with you. And at first I thought, well, they're probably scripted, and they're probably saying everything from a script. But mm-hmm. then afterwards I looked into it more, and they're all, like, they they when they came in that was the first time they came in and so it was totally everything was raw and so i i thought that was nice that everything was raw and they were giving their true answers and of course it's interactive with kids i hate to see when little kids shows are not talking to you and then you're feeling like well why should i watch this because i don't feel like it's really, like, easy for you to tune out when you're yeah. a little kid. Like, if you see something else that's more interesting and it's not, like, interacting with you, you're like, oh, look, spoon. <laughs> spoon. Like, yeah. Well, yes. and I think it's cool that you liked this because, I mean, I'm the type of person, like, my favorite shows when I was little were, like, Kipper and Blue's Clues and, like, Bear yeah. in the Big Blue House. And um, in my high school, once a week, we have, like, a group building class with, like, a little group. And we always watch, like, our favorite little kids shows. So I'm in a group with, like, juniors and seniors, and we're watching, like, Dragon Tales for, like, an oh, hour every week. Too. And it's, like, so fun. <laughs> of course it'd be fun. Yes. So what age group would you recommend this for? I recommend this show for ages three to seven or three to six because it it, it really rounds that age range when you're starting to go into school. Well, not just, yeah, yeah, basically starting to go into school, starting to go into elementary, and you need to figure out a way to find, not find friends, but if you have a friend and you're having a problem, Mm -hmm. then you easily can figure it out. And, of course, it's interactive with its viewers and if they're seeking help with their relationship with their own friends, you can easily watch this and know most of your problems are answered. Absolutely, because that's really the age when you sort of like discover 
how to, I don't know, be in society, I guess. I mean, not really. I mean, you don't have to go around being all proper and whatnot. But, I mean, it's nice tools to learn at that age. Plus, you're like a sponge at that age, and you soak up yeah. everything. So it's good. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, here with Brianna. And today we are talking about Ruby Studio, The Friendship Show, The Hobbit, and Unexpected Journey, and Parental Guidance. So Brianna was just telling me all about Ruby Studio, The Friendship Show, which is an adorable little show um, that teaches kids around preschool age, first grade, second grade, about friendship and the wonders of friendship and how to deal with losing a friend or getting in a fight with a friend and also making friends. So I think that's awesome. Um, so Brianna, what do you think is one of like your favorite lessons from The Friendship Show? Oh, my favorite lesson of course is to treat others the way you want to be treated but like my favorite story thing is when these two girls and it's like it's like a picture story so it's not they're moving they're not moving very fluidly it's like pictures so it moves very fast and it's really cool and they are best friends and they do everything together and then one day one girl wants to play some one girl wants to play pirates and then one girl wants to play ballet Mm -hmm. and they get in this fight and you see that they are facing away from each other and one girl says well i'll play pirates if you play ballet with me and so they end up like one girl like they both have a tutu on and and then they also both have an eye piece, like oh, an gosh. eye thing. That's funny. So it's really cute how they mash that together. I think that's my favorite part. That's awesome. And so put yourself in the place of, like, a five-year-old. Do you think if you were watching something like that, it would really sink in with you? Or do you think it's something that you would just be like, eh, what did I just watch? <laughs> what? Um, if I were a five-year-old, which I wish I would be, because, you know, it's right? a lot easier to be <laughs> them, um, you didn't really have to worry about anything except learning the alphabet. Um, yeah. But if I were a five-year-old and I watched this, I'd be, I, I just like a sponge, like you said, I would pick it up, pick it up all, because, I mean, it's not boring where it's like, you should be friends and that's and the end of our show. <laughs> hey, everybody, um, let's be friends. Yeah. Okay, show's over. <laughs> yeah, but it it I I really liked it because, of course, I'm that strange person that likes all little kids shows. But um, if I were five or six or seven or even three or four, um, yeah. I really like this because it it kind of rounds down to that age range where kids are experiencing new things and they're experiencing new people. So I really liked it. But one thing I kind of, um, since I'm 13, um, you know how when people talk to you like you're little and they yeah. like get their eyes really big and they're like talking they're in like, simple sentences. So yeah, we're going to do this now. Yeah. So it kind of, um, I didn't really like that, but I bet a little kid would because it's, mm-hmm. like, making you feel like you're included. But yeah, since absolutely. I'm 13, kind of bothers me. You were like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, So we were talking a tiny bit about the music, but let's talk about that a little bit more. What do you think of um the music and the soundtrack in the Friendship Show, and how often is it included? Um, when it starts off, it starts off immediately with the song, like she's walking down the street and then the song ends when she finally gets to her studio. It's Ruby uh-huh. studio. Oh, so, cool. um, I really got into it at that because I like music, of course, and I like to see music videos. So <laughs> it was basically a music video for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that and I guess it would be included, uh, I guess every uh, I would say 20 minutes, 15, yeah, 15 minutes, every 15 minutes, there would be a song about something. Oh, that's and, cool. and so it's not too much, but it's not like one song and then that's it. Well, I so. think that's nice because, I mean, I would always like love hearing songs in um, shows when I was little and then I, and they would always get stuck in my head and then that's what I realized like they would always teach you a lesson through a song and then the song gets stuck in your head and then you're singing it and then you're like oh it's telling me to do this and it's stuck in my head so I'm gonna remember what to do so it's like really smart and clever 
So good yeah. job. I think <laughs> grown-ups know that. They're just like, well, kids and adults get songs stuck in their head. Yeah. So we'll just do this. And that's why I'm, I give it five out of five stars or five five out of five stars, basically, because um, it 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 went with kids and adults because adults are just like, well, my child is finally learning about friendship. That's so. awesome. Well, guys, if you have a little sibling or younger family member or parents for your children, definitely check out Ruby's studio, The Friendship Show. And they also have, I think they have one other show that Ruby does. I can't remember what it's called, but it's along the same lines of The Friendship Show. So definitely be sure to check that out because it sounds awesome. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And I'm Brianna Hobiton. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to talk about The Hobbit, which I recently saw. So, Brianna, go ahead and begin your interviewing skills. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. So, how are you today, Raven? I am doing pretty good. I'm doing well. well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen The Hobbit, and my friend told me it was a so-so good movie, but, you know, I'm not going to believe him because he's not a movie reviewer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so please tell me about this film. Okay, so The Hobbit is um, pretty much like a prequel to Lord of the Rings. It's a trilogy as well as Lord of the Rings. And um, it's pretty much about Bilbo Baggins when he is a younger um, Hobbit, and he has to help these um the dwarves because their castle was taken by this evil dragon i think his name was like smog or like smug or something along those lines i can't remember i don't remember all the lord of the rings names because they're like flipping and and, like (laughs) random stuff so anyway he pretty much gets taken against his will by gandalf and the um the dwarves 
to be their burglar because apparently they need like a burglar and a blacksmith and all this stuff. So he's accompanying them and he really does not like adventure, but he goes anyway and pretty much they just get into all sorts of mischief and he ends up being tougher than you'd think. Ah, that that sounds really cool. Like I haven't gotten into the whole Lord of the Rings and all that stuff because it kind of seemed scary and I'm the very I get scared really easily. So, um, how do yeah. you like the performance of the actors in this film? Um, some of the actors were very very good, and then some of them, like I guess some of the lines were just kind of corny. But mm-hmm. okay, here's the thing: I didn't really love this movie very much, but. Everyone, I, and that's also because I had never really gone to Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. I two of the movies when I was five, and, like, the only thing I remember was, like, there was a giant spider, <laughs> and, like, Frodo had big feet. Like, that's, that's all that's I remember. That's a good thing to remember. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, the thing is, a lot of my friends, as well as my mom, who went to go see the movie with me, they're huge Lord of the Ring fans. So when I was like done with the movie, my mom was like, oh my god, that was so amazing. It was just like the book, and it was perfect, and they got everything right. And I was like, eh, yeah. it was okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, it was perfect if you love Lord of the Rings, and the acting yeah. was just like Lord of the Rings. But for me, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm not into it either, as I said before, so I'd probably be on the same basis with you. Yeah. So how did you like the cinematography in this film? That was the one thing that was incredible. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I remember from when I was younger that, like, The Lord of the Rings was pretty magical and whatnot, but oh, my goodness. And it had a spider. And it had a spider. Yes, that too. But oh, my goodness, like, the cinematography was incredible. I really want to live in, like, the little hobbit houses because they're, like, little underground things and they're so cute. And, um... I loved, like, all of the special effects and everything because a lot of the creatures, like, clearly they're not, there's, like, no goblins, and so they're all computer animated. And they were fantastic. Um, it was almost too perfect. Mm-hmm. And, like, I say that it's, it's like, a good thing, but it, I was, like, almost kind of distracted by the cinematography because it yeah. was so crisp and so clear. I could literally see, like, every piece of grass and, like, Uh every single pore on, like, the elf's face. So it was, like... Oh, so so it's, like, one of those animated things where it's, like, you see everything and just kind of distracts you. Yeah, like, you see everything. So it was, like, so crisp. So, I mean, it was... Yeah, I get get where you're coming from. Yeah, it was definitely very artistic and um, beautiful, but it was just, like, three hours of, like, right up in your face 3D and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, because when when it when it when you do it like that, it it first of all distracts you, and you can't really focus on the movie. So it when you do a review or when you tell it to someone else, it's like, well, I kind of only saw the cinematography. Yeah, like I was getting so confused. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network, and I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids, and today we will be talking about Les Miserables, Ruby Studios, The Friendship Show, The Hobbit, and Parental Guidance. So right now, let's continue to talk with Raven about The Hobbit, and we were talking about how crisp the cinematography was, and how yes. it sometimes distracts you. Mm-hmm. So, who's your favorite person in this film, and why? Or did you have a favorite person? I do. I have a favorite character um, who really is only in, like, one scene in this movie, (laughs) um, and that is Gollum. And, oh my goodness, I love Gollum. If if you don't know, like, really anything about Lord of the Rings, you wouldn't know who he is. But, I mean, sometimes people would be like, my ring, precious, or precious, and that's from Gollum. And, oh my goodness, he is such a character like i actually want to go watch lord of the rings just so i can see more of him yeah but it wasn't doesn't it always seem as though your favorite character is always the one that gets showed once yeah doesn't it always seem like that because it's like those little characters that are just like so memorable but i mean the reason that i liked Gollum is because Gollum is creepy like he yeah he's creepy and he like lives in this like little underground dwelling and whatnot and um bilbo he ends up, like, getting stuck down there with him, and 
like Gollum, he has like two personalities and he like talks to himself and he's like, shut up. And like, he's like, no, you shut up. And it's funny. (laughs) And one of his personalities is really sweet. And the other one is like crazy. And so the scene that they were in is they were like saying riddles back and forth and pretty much whoever couldn't figure out the riddle lost. And so, wow. (laughs) If Gollum lost, he would have to let Bilbo go. And if Bilbo lost, Gollum got to eat him. (laughs) Well, that's a fair trade. Right? So, I mean, it was just so funny because when when Gollum lost, he was, like, yelling at himself. And it it was just so funny. When when I see that film, I'm going to be like, she told me about this. Yeah. What genre do you think this film is? Do you think it's action? Do you think yeah, it's, it's kids' um, family? Or? It's action, adventure, fantasy, sci-fi. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always seems as though, like, the sci-fi things, like, when they're sci-fi or when they're things that don't usually happen, they always have the clearest cinematography. It yeah, well, and that was that something... Way. That, like, kind of confused me since, like, I've never read the books and I really don't remember a lot of Lord of the Rings. Like, I was so confused because it was, like, the orcs and the golem and, like, the the gremlins and, like, all of these, like, things. And then it was, like, there's so-and-so, the brown witch and blah, 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 the silver wizard and, like, all this stuff. And then they'd be, like, we have to go to the mountain of blah, blah, blah to get the blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, wait, the mountain of what? And to get what? <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't really... And then I was, like, Mom, wait, what is that? And she's, like, oh, those are the orcs. And, oh, that's a gremlin. And, oh, that's a goblin. And, like, all this stuff. And I well, was just kind of confused because I had no idea what was happening. Well, I mean, I guess that's the bad thing about a film. If they base it so much off the book and people who haven't read the book or haven't watched Lord of the Rings, when they watch it, they'll be so clueless. But, I mean, you should stay exactly, not exactly, but as close to the truth as possible, like to the book or to the Lord of the Rings. But if you stay too close and people want to watch Jess Les Mis, um, they get confused. So I guess that's a downside to that. Would you... The thing about this is, like, I just, I don't know that lingo. And they have, like, their own language. And yeah. so I was, like, reading the subtitles, and I was like, okay, thank God they like have doctors. these. Yeah. Doctors have their own language. Um, <laughs> would you watch this film again? No. I would not, only because it was so long. And, mm. like, I mean, I'm just going to compare The Hobbit to Les Mis since we reviewed that. Les Mis was, like, a three-hour-long movie, and I loved it. And it was long, but I would watch it again because I loved it so much. The Hobbit is a three-hour-long movie, but I didn't, like, absolutely love it. And, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, Mom, yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, t- yeah. I'm melting. Yeah. <laughs> so how many stars do you give this film and why? Um, for the overall production, I'd say three and a half to four stars just because... I didn't really, I didn't really follow the plot that well, and um, it was it was really long, and it was just not something that I really got into. But if I could just base it off of cinematography, I would give it five out of five stars, hands down. Uh, hands down. Um, what age group do you recommend this film for? Because you said um, that people who follow the Lord of the Rings, like, they're big fans of that, or the books would definitely love this, but is there a specific yeah. age group, or? I'd say 13 and up, if you, like, are into the Lord of the Rings and have read the books and whatnot, but if you haven't, I'd say probably, like, 19 and up, because otherwise, like, you'll just be confused, and if, if you're not really into, like, that fantasy genre, then you'll be a little bit confuzzled, I'd say, but <laughs> definitely, if you like Lord of the Rings and you like fantasy action go check this movie out because i mean it's wonderful it's like almost a video game it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. so we are out of time for this segment brianna thank you for interviewing me let's take a break i'm raven devani from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. 
kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as kids' first film critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And I'm Brianna Hopeviton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. So again, I have with me Brianna, since today is the Brianna and Raven show. And let's talk a little bit about the new movie starring Billy Crystal, Parental Guidance. So, Brianna, don't kill me. I have not seen this movie. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about it? Um, it's, it's hilarious. That's, that's what I'm first going to say. Um, Artie Decker, played by Billy Crystal, of course, is going from his baseball announcing job, which he truly loves. He he lives, eats, breathes this job. He loves it so much, like a child loves candy. <laughs> and he gets fired from it because of his old age. They're just like, well, we don't want you to, because since you're old, we don't want you to be on the cover of this radio or this announcing job because you're too old. So, of course, he's heartbroken. His only daughter, Alice Simmons, played by Marissa Tomei, and her husband, Phil Simmons, played by Tom Everett Scott, get a chance to go on a vacation because they haven't in years. And, I mean, on the first, I think, scene, we're just like, this is the first time we spent together for, like, three years. We need a vacation. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where they're wound up and they need to let go and... They need someone to look after their three kids. And Artie and his wife, Diane Decker, played by Bette Midler, agree to look after them for a week and will do anything not to be the other grandparents because Diane Decker says, we're the other grandparents. See, they have pictures of the, of the mom, of the dad's grandparents on the wall. And it's, she's just like, we're the other grandparents. We're not wanted. And but their style of parenting clashes with Alice's and her husband's parenting ways because they're just the grandparents are just like, let them have fun. And then the parents are just like, no, they have to do precisely everything what I told them. Yeah. And it's like a different generation, too. So they're they kind of clash. So what did you think of this movie? It was really funny. I loved it because, I mean, and at the end, of course, I'm not going to tell you what's at the end. Yeah, don't spoil it. Yeah, I (laughs) know. But I did cry a bit because I'm 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 a crier. <laughs> but I oh, laughed a lot God. in this film. And my favorite character is Barker Simmons, Kyle Harrison Bretkoff. And he is the cutest little face and he has red curly hair and he's the cutest because Artie Decker, he's just like, let me into the room and the guy was like five bucks and he's so cute and he's like five. It's so <laughs> cute. So yeah. That's funny. So, what did you think of the cinematography and the soundtrack? 
Well, first, the cinematography was good. I mean, it was one of those films where it's like... Reg- There's not, like, anything super Yeah, special. I mean, it's not like like people are flying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. So it's just like a regular film. So I, I expect there to be a few close-ups, a few, like, faraway shots, landscape uh-huh. shots. And they had all of the things. So I'm I'm... I'm content with what I saw. I mean, I don't want it to be like, as you said, the Hobbit to Hobbit, be where, yeah. to be where you it, you're too distracted. Mm-hmm. So I like that it was downplayed, but not too downplayed that I couldn't yeah. really. And the soundtrack was good because all the scenes that had soundtrack went together perfectly because it was it was where they were running in the rain and it just and. It was a very happy moment because they were actually, that was the first time they actually bonded, like the grandparents and the children, because at first they really didn't like each other. Well, the kids didn't like the grandparents. And it was the first actual bond moment. So it was that, I like that music for that scene. That's awesome. Well, that's cute. I always like it. Rain scenes are always like so cute. I mean, no matter what, it's like either really cute or like really sad, but if it's raining, like something's going on. So, do you think you have a favorite character? Um, uh, as I said before, my favorite character is Barker Simmons, and my favorite scene would have to be, um, you're not allowed to give the kids cake, because they tried once, and and they get really hyper, like, they have this sugar rush, (laughs) and it's, like, really, really bad, like, they can just start jumping off the walls, and they just run, like, they just run incredibly fast, and the girl got home, like one of the Harper Simmons, Bailey Madison, um, she got home with her mom and her grandmother with dress shopping. And so when she got home, she saw cake on the table and she's like, hmm. And the, her other brothers were kind of just going psycho. And <laughs> and they went over, she went over to the cake and she tasted a bit. And she got on the table and she yelled at her mom and she's like, this tastes nothing like yogurt. You lied to me. And it took <laughs> to actually get it. And I'm just like, what? But and then, then you I'm, were like, like, oh, I get it. Yeah. So it was really funny. So like what we were talking before about the whole yeah. thing. Um. So yeah, it was really funny when you said that. Kind of had a thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network, and I'm your host, Raven Devaney, here with Brianna. And today we are talking about the new film starring Billy Crystal, Parental Guidance. And um, she was just telling me about the funny parts and whatnot. So do you think that this film is good for all ages, or what do you think the age group is? Um, I think it's six and up, but like specifically for six to, I guess, 15 because, I mean, I loved it, and I watched it with my mom, my dad, and my friend Caroline. I call mm-hmm. her Carl. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> call her Carl. And we, she all, well, she's 12. She's younger, me, she's younger than me. But we all liked it. My dad really liked it. My mom really liked it. I definitely liked it, because I'm one for the comedy. Yes. And, yeah. And my, I, I don't know what Carl thought, because, you know, I didn't really talk to her <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I really liked it and everyone else liked it. I could see in the audience that everyone liked it. So I, I think it's six and up. I don't think there's anything not inappropriate because I mean, Billy Crystal is in it and everyone else is in it, but yeah, well, my, um, little brother who's eight saw it and so did my dad, who's definitely older than 15 and, um, they, they really liked that movie. So, Yeah. <laughs> So it seems like a good age range, definitely. Yeah. So um, do you think that there's anything you might have changed about this movie or maybe something you would have added to enhance it? Um, I, since my favorite character is Barker, and of course he only gets shown in like three scenes, but mm-hmm. like he's good at those scenes, but I just wish that they had a little bit more of him, like mm-hmm. because it kind of just shows him. It kind of... Mm-hmm shows him so I really think they should get into what his life is about because they got into what his sister's life is about and they got into what his brother's life about but they didn't really get into what his life about and I'm just like that's unfair because they got into everyone else's life but his um um but I think everything else is really good I like I like the scenes I like the cinematography I like everything about it 
That's nice. I think it's funny that we were talking about how our favorite <laughs> characters are always the ones that, See? like, oh, gosh, we are just two peas in a pod. Yep. <laughs> um, so what do you think about the length of the film? Um, I, I'm one of those people who like really long films, but if they're good, yeah. like they have to be good. Like Titanic was a really good film. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would hate it, but I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, Anybody who hates Titanic is no longer my They're friend. crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I, like my friend was like, I hate Titanic. I'm just like, I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really love her. Um, but um, this film, this film was a good length. It wasn't too long because I guess if it was longer, I don't like it as much as I like Titanic Yeah, because it just, just the feeling of it. I mean, it wasn't but, that like grand. Yeah, it wasn't. So, I mean, but it shouldn't have been shorter either. Like, I guess it could have been, like, I guess 15, 20 minutes longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be okay with that, but no longer than that. Yeah. But I think the length was pretty good. Well, that's, that's why awesome. I give it. I mean, as long as it, like, captured everything it needs yeah. to capture, then, like, you should be fine. I hate films where it's, like, they're an hour and a half long, which is pretty much, like, the typical length of a film and it's like in the last 10 minutes they cram like the half of the movie in there because you know you have to have good pacing and if you do that then the length of the film should be pretty good yeah in my opinion yeah when i saw a film and it went way too fast and i read the book for it so i kind of knew and i was a big fan and it went way too fast and at the end it kind of just suddenly stopped and slow down. I'm just like, well, that was kind of stupid. Yeah, you're like, that. that is not right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked this movie. Quickly, before we're out of time, will you tell us how many stars you give? I give it a billion out of five. That's, that's yeah. Okay. Um, I def- yeah. I definitely give it five out of five stars. It was a really funny, cute, sweet film, and I would love to see it again. Well, that's awesome. Everybody be sure to go check out Parental Guidance, which is in theaters now, because it sounds like an awesome family film. So that way, if you guys can't decide on what movie to go see, go see this one, because it'll be, it'll be pretty fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we're out of time for today. Brianna, thank you so much for co-hosting with me. It's a pleasure, as always. Aww. so thank you so much for joining us you've been listening to kids first coming attractions you can experience more kids first fun watch our film reviews and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org i'm raven devaney and i'm brianna hobiton (laughs) and you're listening to voice america kids Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.